Guys, so hey, everybody, welcome to episode 14 of the Very Unofficial Logistics Planners Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, the one and only Gonzo, and we're going to see. I, there's no way you can come up with anything new. So so who's who's the co-host here? What are we calling you today? Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Huh. This is not, it's not going to, this is never going to end. It's never going to end. Uh, so, hey guys, yeah. It's not, it's not going to end because you started it, okay? You started <laughs> it, so it's not going to end. Ever. Oh, I'm, uh, just here, here, after we introduce our guests, I got a, I got a quick thing to share, and it's going to piss you off, and I can't wait to share it. So, uh, okay. so yeah, so, so again, guys, uh, uh, episode number 14, uh, having a great time. We definitely have, I want to say, about six to seven guests in the queue. So we're we're booked up for for quite a bit of time over the over the next few months, which is a good thing. Um, and thank you all for uh, for sending us messages and 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 wanting to come on. So uh, again, this is a total force uh, show. We love having our active duty. We love having our reserve. We love having our guard, but we also love having civilians, especially retirees and those who have filled multiple positions within. Uh, I guess you would call the deployment machine, right? And so uh, we are, thankfully, uh, we have our, our, our guest today, our guest tonight, uh, Mr. Greg Garcia. So thank you and welcome to the show, Greg. Well, hey, Brace Gonzo, thanks for having me. Um, I don't know how thankful you'll be about having me at the end of this, but, <laughs> but let's just go into it with high expectations. <laughs> no, and, and that's and that's good, and that's good. So um, uh, if... I'm hoping to, uh, I'm going to start the comms with uh, Mr. Uh, Sweet uh, sometime this week to see if he wants to come on here. So um, that is going to be, uh, I, I think he's going to be the one that, that puts the dagger in a lot of the hearts of these young uh, uh, 2Gs. Or we, and he, people like Bracely and I. He, he, he put the dagger in my heart every time I see an email from him, so <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, so, so. So yeah, again, this is uh, this is unofficial. So so again, uh, don't hold back. Uh, this is uh, what people like about this podcast. From the the feedback that Bracy and I get is that this is very raw, right? And and it's and this is not a chief for somebody coming and asking you during a, a surprise visit. Hey, how's the career field treating you? Because we all know we're gonna lie whenever somebody comes, to, uh, you know, comes and asks us that. So uh, so hey, before we get into it, I want I, I have a, a, a an announcement, Bracy. You know, we talked about it about the la- the last podcast that I on a whim decided I, I need to go car shopping uh, due to the current COVID situation and, and, and just where I was at financially with my car. So I like to say, as of an hour ago, I am the the proud owner of a of a 2010, 2020 Volkswagen Tiguan, uh, all black exterior, all black leather interior, and twenty inch black rims on that thing. And so, or this this dude in, in DC, where are you gonna go to the mailbox and back? So here's the here's here's the thing. I don't actually. I'm not. I'm not planning on driving it. Okay, uh, mainly because I, I take public trans. I take public trans to and from work. Um, but I, I we're gonna be teleworking for quite some time. And so there's you know throughout the day I might need to go to like the grocery store to get some bread or something. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, yeah, so it's stuff like that, but no, but, but I, Rolando. I'm, I'm about to text Rolando right now. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Cause it was the Rolo show that we talked about. No, but honestly, the reason I did it, man, is cause, uh, um, just been doing some research about, uh, uh, purchasing vehicles and is it a good time now during the COVID crisis? And, uh, just looking at some of the data, man, the, 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 the and I, I went with Volkswagen cause I, I always wanted a German, uh, a German vehicle. 
And uh, I really liked the small compact uh, uh, SUV, like the one I drove when I was uh, uh, deployed. And so, yeah, I really wanted that. It was a sick time to buy, man. Zero uh, percent financing. Uh, you could do deferred payments as well, too. So, uh, and I love negotiating the price. I love buying cars. I absolutely love it more than anything in the world. My dad forced me to go with him when I was, I think, starting like the age of eight all the way till I was like 16. And I sat there for hours and hours and watch him and, and, and watched him because he taught me how not to be a, how not to be a dick when buying a car. Cause a lot of people go in there and they demand this, that, and the other and, and whatnot. So, uh, so I did do that and uh, I had a great time. And plus I got to show uh, my girlfriend, Megan, you know, the ins and outs of what I, my dad taught me. And so it was fun. It was a good, it was a good experience. The, the kid that was helping me out, great guy. So yeah, man, you never know. Maybe if you come over here in, in a few months, you know, we could, you get in, you know, we turn our hats backwards and we just, you know, go cruising down uh, uh, Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue, you know what I'm saying? Riding on, but you gotta uh, have, roll. but you gotta have, but you gotta have short shirts on too, though. If you're not short okay. shirts, okay. So no, you so gotta I'll put tint. You gotta put tint on the windows, and then it doesn't matter what you're wearing. That's <laughs> right. So, so, so we, it's, it is definitely gonna need tint, and, uh, and, and I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be working on that. So, uh, um, but anyways, okay. Enough about that in, in the, in this vehicle, uh, Greg. Glad to have you on the show. I'll admit that, other than uh, my time. Uh, working with you and your team while I was at headquarters European Command and you were at Spangdalem. That's really all I know about you. I don't know your background. I don't even know what AFSC uh, you were prior to what you're doing, uh, what I knew you in Germany and then now. So so tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, you bet. Uh, so a little bit of a military brat. Uh, my dad was civil service, worked for the Air Force. Uh, we bounced around all over the place. You know, Alaska, California, Florida, uh, Germany. Um, so uh, I ended up uh, going to high school in Montana uh, in a little town, 380 people, uh, smack dab in the middle of the state. Uh, and my only experience with the military up there was I'd see the missile field guys uh, going out. And uh, <laughs> we used to do some not so nice things to the, to the security police guys. They were security police back then um, at the silos, just so we would have some excitement on Friday nights. Um, Dang, that sounds like not fun. <laughs> so so uh, ended up after I graduated high school, uh, you know, went to college and uh, didn't make the best decisions and ended up uh, flunking out uh, pretty directly. Uh, you cannot put a ski hill for, for a guy that likes to ski 15 miles away from campus and expect me to go to class. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> um, so one day the Dean came up to me and said, Hey man, um, we'll keep taking your money. Cause I, I was, I was skating by, I had that nice D average, not so okay. low that they, they could kick me out. Um, but not so high that I was ever going to do anything. So the dean came up to me and he says, uh, we'll keep taking your money, but you're not going to get anything out of this. Uh, yeah, you know, you're right, Doc. This this maybe isn't for me right now. Um, so left school, ended up uh, working on farms, ranches, spent a year and a half uh, working at a gold mine uh, before I enlisted. Dang, that's tight. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I have an affinity for heavy equipment and high explosives. <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, ended up, ended up enlisting, uh, wanted to be a, a scope dope on AWACS, 
Um, <laughs> there was a uh, a wax slot open came in General Electronics. Uh, there there okay. was this there was a position open, um, and it went to the dude in the flight um, that couldn't speak English, nor could he march. Um, he ended up. <laughs> The, the TI put him 50 yards behind the formation and just said, walk, just try to walk. Um, <laughs> he, that kid subsequently uh, flunked out of VOP school and flunked out of uh, services and uh, got booted. But anyways, oh, wow. I ended up, I ended up in communications as a uh, cryptographic maintenance uh, guy. Oh, wow. Um, and like- dude, that was, that was, that was pretty sweet. Um, and then there was times, you know, those 2.30 a.m. phone calls from the command post where uh, those guys have, have turned a switch that they're not supposed to, to, to play with, and you got to go down there and fix it because that's, that's the circuit, you know. Um, yeah. but, but anyways, uh, I was on a tactical comm team, loved it. Uh, we, were, we were going and blowing all the time. I was one of those guys the DAV-81 was kind of invented for. Um, <laughs> you, you, you know, so... You've had some other guests that have been on and who have talked about that as well. But I think in my first four years, I had, uh, well, I know I had three deployments. Oh, wow. And, and, the, and then, uh, well, remember, deployments back then were, were the 90, and then we went to the 120. Okay. Uh, but, but still. Um, and then, you know, I was down at the uh, JRTC, down at Fort Polk, uh, all kinds of really wonderful places uh, doing exercises and whatnot. And I, the whole time I wanted to finish my degree and that was before online was really big. So you could do like uh, community college of Chicago and, and some other correspondence programs. Uh, but there was no way I could do the in classroom stuff because I was just gone too much. And, and people ask, how come you didn't go to Korea? How come you didn't take the short tour? Well, it was, it was a consideration. And then I saw three dudes that I swear we had just had a going away for back at wonderful Cannon Air Force Base, New Mexico. <laughs> and, and I said, didn't, didn't we just have your going away? Yeah, we sure did. Why are you here? They sent me back after a year. I was like, uh-uh, no man, uh-uh. I am not liking those odds. Get me out of here. Uh, so I separated from active duty, uh, went, into, uh, went into the reserve. Um, and I was still a crypto guy at that point. Uh, after, uh, after about a year... In, uh, in the reserve, they, uh, they got rid of that career field. I cross-trained. I told them, this is not the career field I want to be in. They made me cross-train into it anyways. Uh, about 18 months after being in that career field, they said, you know what? This is not where you belong. And I went, you know what? I told you that a year and a half ago. Um, so they said, how would you like to be a ground radio maintenance guy? I said, I would like that very much. I get to turn wrenches. I get to work on things. I get to play with toys instead of punching keys uh, on a network. That sounds cool. Uh, <laughs> so, so did that. Um, and then uh, I was, the, you know, I was the, the additional duty guy. Every additional duty was mine to include UDM. And uh, the LRSDO came up to me at one point and, and she says, you know, you're, you're pretty good. UDM. I go, well, thank you, ma'am. Appreciate that. She goes, have you ever considered being a, a log planner? I said, well, no, I've never really considered it, but it's, it sounds pretty cool. I like doing this stuff. 
to me, there's, there's not only is it mission oriented, uh, there's a moral imperative behind it, making sure your guys are ready to go out the door. Um, yeah, sure. Let's do it. So, all right, cross train again. And at this point I'm a, I'm an air reserve technician, uh, in the reserve. Um, and this was, there used to be a day where you did not have to have a senior NCO Academy to sit in a, in a senior master sergeant or chief billet. Um, well that changed like the week prior to this move and, and the person, <laughs> and the person that I was, uh, she was going to move up into the senior position. I was going to go into the master position as, as a tech and, uh, she didn't have it. So she had to retrograde back to her master position. And uh, that put me kind of out of a job. So I had, because uh, I'm pretty good at doing this, I burned every bridge between me and the communications squadron uh, when, I, when I found out I was going to the LRS. So there was no way I was going back there. So here comes my fourth AFSC. They made me a supply guy. Ooh. Uh, so... So I, I was sitting in a supply gig uh, while while that master sergeant finished uh, senior NCO academy and could move up, and then I could move into that slot. So I was that for a year, year and a half, and then uh, finally was able to get into the actual two G position and uh, and go to tech school. So went from uh, that was all at Keesler. Went from Keesler up to uh, Pope. Uh, absolutely loved Pope. Uh, and what we were doing there, five Air Force MAGCOMs represented working with all the different Army guys. You had JSOC. That was that was pretty cool. Uh, but ended up going. Uh, so if you didn't know, on the, re on the reserve side, uh, the enlisted positions stop at a GS-11 on the civilian side. That's as high as you can go. And I went, you know what? I kind of feel like I'm worth more eventually than, than a GS-11. I have to get out of this Air Reserve Technician uh, program and get into regular civil service. So I started looking for jobs, uh, put in for the job at uh, Ramstein. Uh, thankfully, I did not get it. Uh, Danny Soha got that one. Um, Spang came open and I was kind of, I was, I won't say I put in for it on a lark, but I was, I was still a little heated from not getting the Ramstein job. So I was like, oh, I'll show these people. Apply. And then I'm getting the phone call. How would you like to come to Spengdalen? Uh Yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, so went over as the uh, civilian IDO at Spengdalem. Uh, and on the reserve side, I, uh, I had a job, uh, a IMA. I, I changed status between Air Reserve Technician to individual mobilization augmentee. And on the reserve side, I was working down at AFRICOM uh, J34. Um, oh, nice. And uh, ended up retiring out of the reserve from, from AFRICOM uh, simply because, as, <laughs> Gonzo, as you know, the, uh, the, co the COCOMs want, 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 and, uh, and they wanted more time that I could give them. I can't, I can't leave a job at, at a fighter wing as the IDO to go put in 90 days at minimum at the COCOM. It's not fair to yeah. either party. So ended up uh, just calling it quits and, and pulling the plug from there. Um, and uh, yeah, so now um, uh, I am currently at uh, Air Force Reserve Command's 
Force Generation Center, uh, the FGC. The FGC is uh, a DRU to uh, the commander of Air Force Reserve Command, who's also the chief of the Air Force Reserve. Um, and we are kind of like a super IDRC or AOC light. Uh, and uh, I work in the Security Cooperation and Exercise Division um, and uh, working on getting uh, reservists plugged into to exercises in all the various theaters and how we going nice. to get, get them moved in, moved out. Uh, also I'm on the planning team for, uh, reserve commands, big, uh, premier annual exercise called uh, Patriot warrior. Uh, that, that, that sh I should be a lot busier right now, uh, than I am, uh, because that, uh, should be executing in August, but that's another one of those events that got taken off the books due to mm. COVID. So, so how is it working with Rich, uh, with Tucker? What's that? I said, how is it? Do you do you work with Tucker? No. Okay. Uh, he works. He's uh, the senior down at uh, the Reserve Command. that does the uh, IG. Yeah. So I don't really have uh, any play with the staff. Okay. Um, gotcha. ex except when I am trying to get participation, uh, for, for exercises and events. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like, and I say it's a lot like IDRC because we have a lot of the same functions. Um, we, we do a lot of planning back there. Um, our force presentation is done out of there. So when AFPC sends taskings down, they come to us and, and, uh, and mobilization packages and all that kind of stuff. So we are very deployment and, and operations centric in there. Um, which, which is kind of a weird thing. I, I was expecting, okay, I'm going to Africa staff and it's, it's not so much. So, so you have uh, quite a diverse, diverse background and, uh, what I'd like to know is based on your background, right. And everything that you just got done explaining that you've been able to do uh, in your own words, what does it mean to be a planner when we associate the word planner with our 2G career field? So I, I think one of the, one of the things that we have to look at there is what does that G behind the two mean? Okay. You're, you're, you're a logistics generalist, right? Um, look, look at the, look at how AFSCs, okay. Okay. look at how AFSCs are built. One is, one is operations, right? Two is all of your logistics functions primarily. Three is support. Um, and so I, I, I think one of the things that we miss out on is that we are generalists, um, and, and therefore, and, and for big L logistics, not just LRS stuff, not just port stuff, but we should know a little bit about CE, you know, a, a little bit about uh, security forces, you know, all of, all of those things. Um, and, and not to get in anyone's lane, uh, but, to, but to get that funny feeling that what we're being told isn't right. Or when we read a document, you know, it causes us to scratch our heads and ask the question. Um, but that that's cool. But how do you know what questions to ask? Right. Yeah. Um, so, so to me, you know, it, 
it goes to it goes to things like having you know a good understanding of what our capabilities are as a U.S. Air Force. You know what what can we actually do? Um, you know we we got into a discussion one time about why a LRS cannot do line haul out to out to forward uh, locations in a theater. Well, because LRS is not equipped for that. It's not our job. It's someone else's job. It's the transportation battalions or the transportation companies that they bring yeah, out the there. TS, a, a, a TSCs. Firm. A firm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're, you're right. But, but, but when those guys are not responsive, um, you know, you get pressure to do this. Um, okay. And yeah, you can do it as a one-off maybe, but it's, it's probably not something we should be getting into as a standard practice. Um, but but a planner has to know that it's that army transportation unit that has the responsibility that's outside of our capability. So that's the other half, knowing what our capabilities are and knowing what our sister services bring to the fight, what their capabilities are. And I'm not saying, you know, down into the into the weeds on, oh, yeah, well, a transportation company is manned to, you know, 80 people and blah, blah. I, you know, not that, but just know what is our job, what isn't our job, what can we do, what what should we not do, but push come to shove, can we do, um, th- those kind of things. So, you know, I think I, th- I think part of it is is knowing capabilities. Um, I, I think another part is knowing what the guidance says. You know, not just ours. You know, but but what who's who's read the uh, the uh, personnel readiness AFI personnel readiness uh, AFI. unfortunately I have a couple of times and I would tell you <laughs> because I have not you, uh, oh hey when you go back to in a law plan shop that you really want to go back to and you start having those discussions with your IPR personnel uh, members. You're going to have to pull out their AFI and read on personal readiness, and you're going to learn a couple of things that they don't even know. It's in their own AFI. That that is I correct. Mean, Invariably, that happens. Yeah. And, and and you know and and so so not just our stuff, but uh, what is it? Uh, Ten twenty five oh one. The the chemical warfare seaburn uh, defense AFI. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you know, it, it yeah. never, fa- it never failed. Every year I was at Schmangdalen, um, I would get the phone call from emergency management asking me <clears throat> how many, how many bags should we have? We need the UTC count. Um, yeah, bro, I can give that to you. But um, if you look in your guidance, we're, we're a medium threat area, which means every authorized physician on this base needs a mask and a bag regardless right. of what the UTCs right. are. Yep. Right? right. And and I had that conversation five years in a row, because five years in a row I was dealing with a different guy. Um, but you know, that that's what I'm saying is, is you gotta know some of that other stuff um to to be able to guide um where things should be going. Um another thing that I would say is a planner should have some intellectual uh curiosity. You know, hey, that that looks cool. Let me read up on it. Or hey, I sat in this meeting, this briefing, whatever, and uh, you know, 
somebody said this, and I have no idea what it means. Well, go back to the shop when you're sitting on the couch drinking a beer, whatever. Look it up. Do 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 some research, right? Why are you drinking I, a beer? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That is how I have completed every successful term paper I have ever done. Well, uh, Gonzo, you got you got some advice. Instead of beer, though, Gonzo drinks white claws. I'm I, drinking yeah, one right I, now. I, I I know. I don't know what what that fascination is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking a Pinot Noir though, so um, that's 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 calling adult beverage. What you drinking? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my teenage, my teenage daughter tries to get the white claws, but you know, I'm not saying anything there, Gonzo. <laughs> um, right. So, uh, you know, and, and I think, uh, I think some of the other things that to be a planner, um, you know, you, you read some history, stay, stay abreast of the news. What's going on. Get a big world view. Because I can't watch the news no more. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I, I can't watch CNN. I can't watch Fox News. I can't. I can't so, watch. So what? No watch BBC. Watch Sky. Believe it or not, Al Jazeera has got some pretty decent coverage. Yeah. yeah. R, RT is fun to watch. Uh, Russia Today, I think, it, but RT is uh, fun to watch just mm-hmm. because of how they spin the exact same story as propaganda against uh, the West. So so. But but all of the, all of those are cool, um, but but take all that in, synthesize what's going on because at the end of the day, what a two G needs to do, what an IDO needs to do, uh, more more than more than the two G than the IDO because the two Gs are working at at the strategic level, the operational level, and the tactical level, and and all kinds of different joint places, um, is they have to be able to 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 synchronize what. Ops wants to do with what the logistics train needs to do. Big L logistics train. Uh, that is where they we we get value from the two Gs. The deployment game. Sorry, if I could give every UDM DCAPES access, I don't need log planners doing it. So at least okay, so you said. Oh, oh! I, I was waiting on this. I was waiting on this opportunity to insert. So I was having a conversation with somebody today, right? And and it was just um, she asked the question. She was like, "Hey, uh, what? Where do you go pull the transportation data at a uh, to, to add it to tip?" And I said, "Well, there is a module in DCAPES that used to do." She's like, "What do you mean used to do?" I said, "Yeah, don't do it no more." I said, uh, "They stopped doing that back in like 2015 or something like that." Yep. Uh, yep. Maybe. 2015, 16. So she, so so she got mad, and, I, and it was, you know, we was going back and forth. I said, "Yeah, man, I, 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 I called, I called Orlando, fussing, fussing up storm because that's how, you know, that's how we were able to, you know, uh, massively update, keep the tidbit updated with the information." And Gonzo, not Gonzo, but Orlando was like, "You know how you pull it down?" I said, "How?" He said, yeah, you just need to search the SMS. I said, so basically you want me to put each individual yep. building in there. To find? I said, nah, that don't make sense. I was going off. So then I was like, I said, you know what? I said, to be honest with you, and I said, after doing this podcast and then talking to Jack and Gonzo, I said, man, I said, to be honest with you, I wouldn't give law planners DKs at all. I would get them, I would have them use jokes. The only people that really need DKs is, uh, is IPR. They said, what about, and that's so easy with the levy file. They can run. They can pull a levy file. We know what it, what what pseudo is belong to. What you know? What UTCs? 
you can export them uh, levy files and um, export export the chalk files and give them to them based about the pseudo pigs. We don't even have to use DKs. We can use uh, we can use jokes to pull the information that we send it to everybody anyway, and to include the information that people want us to manually put on the tip feed. So, so you you said chalk files. Is anybody still doing those? No, they're not because Gonzo them haven't fixed it yet. Yeah, hey, right? man, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if we ever if we was to ever go back to that, like people don't understand, like. How easy, how how much time we can give back IPR, we can give back the law planners in the deployment section, and we fix that situation. So, so I I, I tend to agree with you, um, and and I I might retain DCAPE's access um, purely because uh, when the UDMs have questions, who are they going to call? Um, so so it'd be nice to have a couple guys in the shop that were you know high speed on DCAPE's. But, uh, you know, by and large, and I think even if you look at, at you know, beyond the rotational and we're back into uh, World War III large-scale movements of forces, um, I'm not sure what value DCAPES brings to a log plans, plans and integration function. We're going to see what's tasked, we're, you know, via jokes. We're, we're, going, we're going to have all that we need um, now it comes down to the the detail stuff of you know chalking things. R- really, really, we're 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 doing that. So you know, uh, uh, assi- assigning you know by line number to chalks. Now, nah, dude, I have never been a fan of that. Hey, UD, UDM X, you got fifty seats on this plane. Make sure you put the right guys on it. So I'm one of those guys that that I first of all I hate it when somebody tells me uh, my UDMs suck. Well, then you suck. Yeah. Because you're the guy supposed to train them. So oh, you so, talking about log planning saying that? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, man, hey, hey, so, that's that's the that's the I mean everything you're saying. I'm I'm over here uh, clapping uh, silently with that with that phrase because I I, I say the same thing. It's like if the UDM suck. This is why UDM sucks because what you do is uh, uh, UDM training. I don't feel like doing it, so I'm gonna give it to the brand, the, the, the newest airman, the lowest ranking airman. Say, hey, you're now giving UDM training while they're currently in upgrade training and don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, so you, you know, if you if you want to know my stance on uh, UDM training, talk to Michelle uh, Looney, talk to Taryn Meekum, uh, talk to uh, talk to Captain Brune, talk to uh, Major Major Gibson. Those were all guys that I had in my office, uh, and and we developed a a four day um, UDM local UDM training course with a pre test, a post post test, hands on. Yeah, I remember those days. Go no go. Hey, Spangdalen was still using that up until about you know eight months ago. I don't know what the new so guys I, are doing. I, I remember them days. I remember because the pre test would tell you, you know. What you know? How you know? How if you need to curve the class or not? If you need to just tap, touch on some stuff, and then you talk about it. Okay, now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go into the practical part of being a UDM. Let's have yep, these yep. discussions. Let's do this, and then let's 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 end it on on the uh, on the on the closeout test, and everybody walks out with a whole heap of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So- but 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 those guys weren't real happy with me because 
here I am using the senior most people in my office to, to steer that curriculum. Mm-hmm. It, right. So, so, so I'll go. So I remember, and by the way, I, by the way, I, was that another white claw that I heard snap open? It was. It probably was. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. there might be there might be another one after that. We're not sure yet. <laughs> so so here's what I'll 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 add on. Right. I believe. Uh, well, you know Chanel Thacker, uh, mm-hmm. Chanel and I really good friends, and I want to say she went to Spangdalem prior prior to me going to to, to UConn. I maybe no maybe it was the other way around. Either way. Back in the days of when we had, I think they used to be called cops. They weren't SharePoints. I think they were called cops on the nipper. Yeah, I would go yeah, out. Common uh, operating pictures. No, no, yeah. community of practice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, practice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I would go out and I and I got in the habit of going to other wing IDRC uh, cops and taking a look at their yeah. UDM training. I remember going to the Spangdalem one and you guys had all of your stuff uploaded and taking that down. Specifically, I remember taking the slides, but also you guys had, like you said, the four days, three days, whatever it was back then, uh, schedule broken out by each block and how much uh, how much should be taught, how long that block should be, yeah. who should be teaching yeah. and all that. So I remember, yeah, I definitely remember doing that. And so, and then for the second piece, and, and Mr. Garcia, I don't know if you know, uh, I'm sorry, Greg, I don't know how much you know about this. And Bracey, I, I, you probably do. So for those of you who are not aware of how we got to the point where we're at when it comes to UDM training, we can trace this back to a decision that was made, I want to say 2013. I, I, I'm going to stick with that date. It was in 2013 when the decision from Air Force leadership at the time was made to professionalize the UDM program or the UDM uh, job, right? And so there was a few different COAs that were submitted back then uh, through uh, through the A4. And uh, one of the COAs, which people, some people, you know, still mentioned we should do was, hey, making log planners UDMs, right? Unfortunately, we knew yeah. at the time, uh, uh, Manning, there, there wasn't enough log planners, right? We would have had to have grown, grown exponentially in a short amount of time. So what was uh, agreed upon and signed was that uh, th- is what drove the creation of the current CBTs that we have our UDMs taking, right? Now, uh, looking back, we can all say, in you know, hindsight, oh, you know, yeah, CBTs are cool. It gave everybody the access to, uh, to that information very quickly. But in my opinion, what it's done since then is taken the onus of building and performing a quality UDM training program away from the two G's, right? Which, hey, at the end of the day, it ain't the responsibility of the two G's, responsibility of the IDO, right? But, it, <laughs> yeah, but it's... But- but we all but we know, know how that doesn't. works. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, oh, gotcha. I, oh, finish, finish this statement because I got a question to ask, ask Greg yeah. on this. Keep yeah. Going. So, so, but so, and, and that's one of the reasons why um, uh, we've partnered up with, uh, uh, you know, so that's the reason why we're currently working with uh, an entity within our career field to go back and say, okay, back in 2013, the decision that was made was the best decision at the time, but has it had the, effects that we needed it to have and is that good at uh, practice in 2020 and beyond so we're looking at bringing back to you know a, a fully a f- just like you had mr garcia and then put it on steroids a full training program for uh, for udms that is going to put the responsibility oh, i'm sorry that is going to give our log planners a chance to be successful when it comes to training both training udms but also being taught how to train Right. If somebody just hands me a book and says, teach somebody this, if I'm not the type of person or I haven't been 
taught in how to reach different people and their learning styles, uh, it's going to be a struggle. So we're working towards that. It's still very developmental in the talks. So anyways, sorry. Yeah, Go ahead, Bryce. No, no, that, that's, let me jump in real quick, Bryce. That's interesting that you say um, teach, uh, teach the instructors how to teach because that was always one of my complaints. And I, I, I partnered with the field, the AATC uh, field training detachment there that was, uh, you know, taught all the maintenance courses because they would get their basic instructor course, not the, not the six week one, but the two week one. And uh, I, there was a couple of occasions. I think I think I was able to get five of the guys through that course um, because that is one of my fundamental complaints. We spend a lot of time in the 2G career field training, but nobody has really taught us how to train. And 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 so, you know, the 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 OJT training course, whatever it is called nowadays. Um, does not give you the skills uh, to teach an audience. So, no, so that, that's, that's good news. I'm glad to hear it. Sorry, Brace. Didn't mean to jump in. No, 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 you're good. No, no, no. Uh, this, this is what the conversation is about. So, all right. Council made a statement that the, UD, uh, the UDM program is not a lot of parents' responsibility. It's the IEO's responsibility. So this is, this is something that over time, I, I love my IDOs. So, any audios listening to this, I'm not trying to be negative or Debbie Downers, but <laughs> the thing, the issues right now that I have with IDOs is, so when I first came in, IDOs were, I, I call them, I, they, to me, they were IDOs. They, they didn't have their hands in every single nook and cranny process. They were focused on that one thing, ensuring that the base can deploy. They own that, they own that, uh, that process. They own that, that, that objective. And they were able to facilitate and lead. Now, what has happened? What is what I've seen over time has happened is IDOs are now coming in and operating as superintendents of the work center, and then at the same time, thinking that the entire law plans office works for them. That's why we have plans and integrations. That's why we have the IDRC. So, mm-hmm. at this at this juncture, to me. I think the IDO, that the position of the IDO has been diluted, not by the IDOs, but by other by other powers that be, uh, to where the IDO is more of literally a superintendent, or just a manager. And I wish I wish that we could get back to that that position that 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 time where the IDO led. Uh, was a tip of the spear when it came to the deployments program versus a, a overpaid superintendent. Yeah, <laughs> those are uh, those those are interesting uh, interesting points, and uh, in some cases, I will not disagree with you at all. Um, one one of the things that I tried to to do uh, when I ran the IDRC, and I had I had one IDRC and that's where all my log planners sat. Um, you know, my plans and program section was in there too. And, and while I didn't necessarily like that, um, I tried to, I tried to kind of model the shop and it did not work well. I'll be honest. It didn't, but I tried to make it with, with plans and programs worried about future ops. Hey, you yes. You yes. worry. You worry about long-range planning, the WRM, the stuff that is going to be used in the future. If we've we got, a, back, can we get you back to the? Can we get you back to the wind? 
<laughs> yeah, show me the money. Um, <laughs> so, so all the, you know, go ahead and start doing the planning for ops that we know are coming a year out. And, and then as we come in, we're going to transition it over to the current ops section. Oh, and they're, and they're going to execute what you planned. My problem, my, and the reason it didn't work um, is because you've got deployments, you've got mm-hmm. schools, you've got, you know, leave, you've got this, that, and every other little thing that got in the way. So everybody ended up having to cover down on everybody else. And, it, and in that sense, it's kind of cool because it's kind of that small team mentality. I got to think mm-hmm. it's something like what uh, 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 a team would use or a SEAL team where everybody is cross-checking on everybody else's and everybody is 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 dual qualified to do something else. Um, but it didn't meet my vision just because the ops tempo never allowed us to get there. But but I going back to the uh, going back to the superintendent comment. Um, so one of one of the things that I did, and this is me because I know my personality. Um, when I got to Spangdalem, I did not get a log mod account. I did not get a Jopes account. I did not get a DCAPES account. Mm. Why? Because me, I'm going to do the crap. And then I'm going to have 13 people sitting out there on the IDRC floor, not learning their jobs, not having a chance to experience anything because I'll do it all myself. Um, So I, I intentionally did not do that. And I tried to set up the IDRC very much the same way the, a, a squadron set up. Okay. I was the quote air quotes here commander and then I always had the Spangdalm was very good about making sure I always had two officers in the IDRC. So the senior guy who was usually a, a senior first lieutenant or, or a captain, um, that guy functioned as the, the ops officer, director of operations. Um, and his focus as, as a learning tool for him was to make sure you, he's tracking on everything out there that is going on. And then the superintendent was just like a squadron superintendent. Dude, you are about the care and feeding of the airmen, the training of the airmen, the discipline of the airmen, all that kind of stuff. I will deal with wing and hire. All right. The, the, the captain or lieutenant can deal with group and lower. And then superintendent, you got all the E issues. I, I want to stay out of that. Now, if we need to have a talk or if I am seeing something um, and it, with with the airmen, um, we need to have that conversation. Otherwise, that's your gig. And but but you know that's me. And, and one of the one of the one of the crap things about the IDO position is it is so personality based. Yeah. There there is yeah. no there is no rule book that says what a what an IDO will do other than uh, there's a reference in a mu- uh, munitions uh, manual. And ten four zero three. Other than that, where does it say what IDO does? That's yeah. That's that, that's true. Um, so you talked about uh, uh, the, uh, the the readiness the readiness report, and uh, AFI says the IDO will train um, the IDO will train on art. Okay. All right. Yep. You got me on that. <laughs> hey, but all the reason why I'm saying all the reason I made that statement is because. Name when was when was when was the last time or ever have you seen the IDO train on art? Never. 
Never. And and quite honestly, um, what is what is a difficult switch for me is you know ten four zero three. I, I haven't read the the new release fully, but ten four zero three. Gonzo made me sit at his house during turnover and read the whole thing while and made me drink a white claw. He, in our a, in our underwear. You're some kind of sadist, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, but it used to say that that the IDO chaired. Uh, the DPWG, right? Yeah. So, so what I had a hard time getting through uh, my my airman, uh, what was that? Look, if I am the chair, I am not building the slides. I'm not coming up with the topics. That's you guys. You guys, well, you guys tell me what the issues are because you're closest to them. Now, well, yes. but 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 ten dash four three got got it laid out for you anyway. Yeah, but 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 you you tell me. Hey, you know we've got this crazy man up at uh, up at the ED dock that's not giving us airlift when we need it. You know, tell me if that's <laughs> tell me if that's an issue, and then I'll I'll work that up through the Magcom. You know, that that wasn't a dig at, at Gonzo at all because oh man, no that dude got us everything we could have asked for. Um, it's just sometimes it ain't there to give. Right. Yep. It So you talked about when it comes to the IDO, there's no, there's probably no right way and there's no one way uh, to be an IDO, nor is there a, Hey, there's not a checklist associated with it. Right. But that's, that's also the case uh, for the log planner. So when uh, you, you mentioned a little bit uh, prior to the podcast, personality types, and or that make up a, a good log planner or that a log planner should have. What are those? Right. So, you know, it's, uh, for, for, for me, um, you know, it, it is, everybody likes to say, Oh, log planners are these type a personalities. And, and they're not, you know, it runs the gamut. No. It runs the yeah. absolute gamut. So, yeah. and, and, and trust me as a manager of that function, um, I had difficulties with that, right? One, one. A matter of fact, I made the guy. <laughs> I made the guy sit down, and we all took a personality test together. It was it was like the four lenses. Yeah. Um, so I am the red. You know, wave wave the friggin' little towel in front of my face, and I'm the bull that's going to charge after it. Um, wind me up and watch me go try to you know bash something high strung A type guy. Um, and, and everyone else in the shop was more of the, you know, (laughs) not, not necessarily passive, but, but the emo kind of, and emo is not the right word either, but they were definitely had more emotional intelligence than I have. Um, I, I quite honestly don't like people. I don't care about people. It's not that I don't care about you. But when you come into my office and you want to chit chat for 45 minutes about, you know, your new dog, I got, stuff, to do. I got stuff to do, man. Uh, so it's not that I don't care about people, um, but, but they were very much about the, the feelings and, and how is this going to make people feel? How is it going to make people look? Um, and for me, dealing with a whole, a whole bunch of people like that, um, it was a very difficult uh very difficult thing to manage. 
but but I like LRS commander. <laughs> but 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 I will I will say what kind of personality makes makes a good uh, loggy. I I think there's a lot of good personalities that that will make a good loggy. But I I think one of the things is you got to have confidence. Yeah. Um, bordering bordering on being cocky. Oh, he hit it. There you go. Because let's, let's, let's get to it. Because if we are going to be that interface between ops and and the logistics side of the force, and and making sure that that we can translate requirements, making sure that we can look at the big picture scheme, we we got to know our stuff, right? So that all goes back to the stuff I was talking about earlier. Is is all right? Look, so sometimes I think we pay lip service to this idea that we are professionals. And, and that may be a, a charged statement to make, but, but I will say that, that a professional constantly is, is, is reading, is constantly researching, is, is constantly finding out, you know, how things work. Find me a lawyer that's not looking up uh, or having his people look up case law you know, uh, about various things and I'll show you a, a lawyer. That's no good. You give me a, you yeah. give me a, a, a doctor that's not doing research. Well, he's not the guy I want to go see. Um, so, you know, it all goes back to getting the, the experience, taking your, taking the guys out on field trips, giving them the opportunity to, to go do new things, dragging them to meetings with you, so that they can hear senior leader perspective. Because at the end of the day, you got to start thinking about what do the O6s need from me? What is the information yep. that they need? Right? So you got to know all that stuff. And then once you know all that stuff, then, then you can stand up in those meetings and say, no, that's wrong. Or probably that's what I would say. You know, probably the right thing to say is, you know, hey, respectfully, I think we should probably look at this, <laughs> taking this different tact. Uh, that's that's why I'm, I'm still where I am. Um, but anyways, um, but so, but that's, but 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 you're but you're right in that. You're 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 right in, you're right in what you say that we need to be able or that we that we should be able to produce as log planners, right? The, in, in that delivery. And, and and this is and I've talked about it before on the podcast and I've talked about it with Bracely and Chief. Um, what I, as I agree with that hundred percent. Where what I don't like currently, or what what's bothering me currently about the career field, I don't know if we're moving in the direction to give somebody that opportunity. And when I say give somebody, give everybody, regardless of where you're at, the opportunity to learn that, experience that, and build that self confidence. It, it's it's. It's dependent right now on jobs. It's dependent on personality. It's depending mm -hmm. on an assignment. And there's no way that we as, as a law plans career field, in my opinion only, that we can guarantee that we'll give somebody or, or give somebody an opportunity to get that. You, and that's you, tough. You, that's right. It, it absolutely is. And, and I don't think you can guarantee it. All, all I think you can do is uh, start start planting the seed that those are the kind of things that we need. And it's, you know, none of this comes quick. Why are we even asking about what does a planner need to do? 
What, what, what kind of skills do they need? Um, those didn't atrophy overnight. It took 20 years. So mm-hmm. it, may, it may take 20 years to grow them back. Yeah. You, you, you know, and, and, and that's, it's a little disappointing. It's a little sad. And what we all wish we could make that uh, a faster transition, but, but <clears throat> you, you know, a lot of it is not just in our house. It's not just with, you know, the, the loggies. It's not just with the IDOs. It's not just with the LROs and LRS squadron commanders. It is, it is convincing and changing the culture across the Air Force so that those O6s that wind up in group and wing commander billets and, and the occasional GO wing commander billet, they actually have seen us perform in the past and know what we can do. And I will say, the, the person that sits meekly in the corner during a, a briefing and doesn't say anything and then walks out and says, oh, you know, I think they were wrong about that is not the guy that's going to help us. And it's not the guy that's going to be remembered. Um, so, you, you know, there's, I, I am huge on, on taking risks. Um, and, and the risk that I could take as an IDO is a heck of a lot different than the risk that my two stripe airmen can take. I, I understand yeah. that completely, but take those appropriate risks. One of the things I would always tell people is look, if you're the senior person in the office and none of us can be found (coughs) and a a decision needs to be made, make the decision. Do not do analysis paralysis. Don't hem and haw. Make the decision. I, and now, now we get into the personality dependent part, I am never going to come down on you for making a decision that you made in good faith. We may talk about it, and hey, why did why did you make that decision? What information did you have? You know, but I'm never going to chastise you for making a decision. Um, so so taking risks, right? So if you're a staff sergeant sitting in that meeting, and it's a whole bunch of lieutenant colonels with the OG and and the maintenance group commanders in there, and and you're talking about a deployment going to Timbuktu, and the pro Joe briefing it says something wrong. Stand up and say it. Make the correction, right? You you might take some heat for it, but guess what? I don't have customers. I have a mission. And as long as the mission goes, people can be upset if they want. But the mission went. Anyways, that's kind of... Yeah. So... So, Bracely, I mean, uh, you definitely before me uh, are, are going to potentially be going out to, let's just say, uh, an IDRC, right? And let's no, assume won't. that when you... No, I won't. <laughs> no, won't. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you no, will. They're coming. So, so okay. well, it's, it's, it's currently not, it's currently physically impossible for me to go to IDRC. Oh, that's right, because we were, yeah. Talking. Okay, so let's say, okay, for Devil's Advocate, let's say you were going back out to to uh to an idrc with that right okay yeah how what what's gonna be when you get in on the ground right and i thought about what is gonna by the way okay when you get on the ground what would be the first thing that you would want to know that that, you know going into that job and we'll just say hey uh, uh, let's just say now you already rank you are going. You are going to be the senior individual, like Petway. You're going to be the num- the senior individual going on the ground. 
What are you going to want to know about that team? Okay, so first things first is, as as much as I hate to go this route, I will have to go this route. I'm going to sit down with the LRS commander, the MSG commander. I'm going to schedule sit-downs with the LRS commander, the MSG commander, and the wing commander to discuss what their – what, the, what their visions are when it comes to the wings deployment operations. Only that's just deployments. Secondly, uh, after I after I get their expect I get their expectations, um, it would be my goal and intent to sit back and do a self inspection pro self inspection uh, on the, the on the work center to understand where the work center resides, where the work center's uh, strengths and weaknesses are, so that. Um, we can sit back and develop some type of strategic outline, strategic goal for the entire team uh, so that we can, one, meet the LRS commanders' expectations or objectives, the MSG commanders' expectations and objectives, and the wing commanders' uh, expectations and objectives. Because we all know, all three of them, although uh, the LRS commander and the MSG commanders' expectations and objectives should be aligned with the wing commander, most of the time they're not. Let's just say they're not. Um, So... That's how I would approach going to um, a base level gig. Uh, I would even ask, I, w- I honestly would, you don't even want to know anybody's one opinion or thought process until I talk to the people who, who are making the decisions. And I'm sorry, the IDO would have to sit on the side while I do that. That way I can come back and say, hey, IDO, let's come up with a plan together to, <clears throat> to make sure that you look good, you keep your job, and the team can be successful. So two things, two things for you, real quick. Why would you go to the MSG? Based off experience, based off experience, um, whenever we've done events such as mobility events or um, high vis uh, movements, the MSG commander has always interjected themselves into the situation. All right. So th- to, to me, that that's interesting. Uh, I, uh, to, to me, knowing now what I had known going into a fighter wing, um, my first stops would have been to the OG and the MXG. Be- because, yes. those, because those are the guys I need. Those are the, those no, are the right? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the overall big picture. Like tactical – yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely sit down with those individuals on the outside, but, but like overall big picture, mainly because those are the people who always interject themselves into doing anything with ops and maintenance when it comes to ops and maintenance rules. Uh, not the wing commander, but the LRS commander, MSG commander, always gets in the way when we're trying to do stuff for ops and maintenance. Always. I don't know why, but they always get in the way. Yeah. So. And, and what I'll say, and, you know, that relationship is never going to be perfect with ops and maintenance. Right. Um, but, but I had both the, the deputy OG and the deputy MXGs, you know, from the time I got there until the time I left, each, each subsequent one, um, they, they were on speed dial. And honestly, when we were doing a movement, I was talking to those guys three and four times a day, whereas I would send a end-of-day summary to, to the MSG. Now, again, now again, it's personality dependent, right? So the MSGs had enough confidence in me that we were going to get it done. If there was an issue that they needed to know about, I would tell them. So, so no news is good news from that perspective for them. Now, Uh, now, 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 uh, well, pause one second. The reason what you just said uh, about the confidence building, 
is the one, the number one reason um, I would go to the MSG for what you just said about the conference bed. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interject, but I yeah, no, to yeah, no. So I forgot what my other point was. Maybe I've had too many sips, sips of wine, but <laughs> but the but the confidence building thing, and I think Gonzo, this goes back to the question of you know what kind of personality. Um, I, I, I need the guys with the street cred. So so I'm encouraging everybody out there in podcast land, hey, put your guys in for those awards. Get them recognitions. Because, because it's super easy when I go at, and brief the wing commander on, on art, um, which, hey, believe it or not, I did that sometimes. Um, and, I bring, <laughs> and I bring that senior airman or that staff sergeant with me. And as part of that introduction, it's, oh, yeah, and hey, by the way, this guy was Airman of the Year as previous assignment, or, you know, it automatically is starting to build that credibility by pointing out those, those accomplishments that that individual has. And, and by and large, most people hate that, right? No, I don't, I don't know that many people that are like, yeah, tell them that I was the MVP. You know, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people... Um, you know, shy away from the spotlight. But when you start putting that out there to those those senior leaders in the wing, uh, it starts building up that credibility that, hey, these, these guys know what they're doing. Um, I, and, 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 you know, team awards. Sorry. <laughs> team, no, awards, team awards to me are way more important from my perspective than than the individual awards. Because, you know, you can always have that that high performing individual, but if he didn't help drag the team along, um, they're, they're, they're not much good to me. Um, and that's coming from a guy who's won uh, Air Force uh, Civilian Log Planner of the Year and has won mm. uh, MAGCOM awards and has won wing awards. To me, I am more proud of the fact that we got IG Superior Team Awards that we got recognized by the uh, SYNC uh, Installation Excellence team as, as a high-performing team. I am more proud of those than yeah. I am all of my individual shit. Because, because, again, as a leader, as a leader, it's not about you anymore. It's about getting – and this is, why, this is what this one senior told me. It's basically getting, uh, being able to get people to drink the Kool-Aid and like the flavor, not just drink the Kool-Aid, but drink the Kool-Aid and like the flavor of the Kool-Aid that's being served. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's what that's what that is, that's what that attributes to. A absolutely. And quite frankly, the way I looked at my individual awards, my was my individual awards didn't do anything for me other than to give me additional credibility to support my team. Yeah. That that's all they were for me. Nowadays, and for nowadays, nowadays you have people just getting the awards. That way they can justify getting raises and and you know positions and, and whatever. It it, it 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 it's not it's not it's so personal now. Yeah, I mean I just I mean for myself, for example, I mean my personal awards allowed me to buy a twenty twenty Tiguan today. I mean I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, this guy right here. Uh, so I need, no, I need to find I, I need to find another I need to find another co host, yeah. <laughs> so i like i like what you both say about that embracing with you with the leadership and then for you greg talking about getting them the, the folks out there uh i i, I didn't always think like that it, it, i just so happened to kind of fall in on it when i went to uh when i got to off it 
uh, one of the things we did, uh, one of the things I realized, and it took a little while, was life becomes very, very easy as the senior log planner at installation once you make friends and gain the trust of the maintenance 06 and the ops 06, especially if you're at a flying wing, right? Definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it's mission dependent. And so what we were able to do within a six-month period uh, from start to finish as we, as our LRS commander got us invited to the daily 1400s with all the maintenance and ops, uh, the 206s, and then the commanders would go in there and brief the daily flying schedule, the maintenance sortie rates, you know, what's on my cap and all that other jazz. The MSG was there too. As they saw us there, you know, it took a month or two, then they started to notice who we were, and then we would bring, you know, like one, usually bring an airman along. And then uh, we got, uh, we talked talk them into, hey, you guys are getting ready to go do an exercise in Alaska. Uh, all this shit that normally whoever the senior, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, maintenance uh, um, pro super or the lowest ranking lieutenant gets stuck with coordinating logistical shit. It's like, let us send one of our people down there and we'll handle all that for you. And so we sent somebody and I think the first time I went, right. Uh, we were very, I was very strategic in this because I, I, I wanted to, uh, I didn't want to show all my cards at first, but I wanted to, you know, to, to get them to buy in. So we sent them out there for the, for the, I went out for the ad bond for the deploy. And then I came home because there was nothing for me to do there. And then uh, 90 days later, we sent out um, one of our senior airmen over there and he did the redeployment, but he didn't only do the redeployment planning. Uh, he served as the, of course, the planner. He served as a, as a pseudo 2T2 guy. And since we were moving stuff both air and ground, he also served as the traffic management, um, like a liaison mostly, right? And so by just doing that, it showed those guys like, oh my God, we don't know who the log planners are. They could probably give two shits less, but it took the work that they typically assign to one of their maintenance or ops guys and, and, and let them do what it is they get paid to do, fly and fix jets, right? And at the end of the six months, just because we were lucky enough to have the opportunity and we took advantage of it, we had those guys coming to us during those afternoon meetings and saying, hey, we're getting ready to go out here. I know this is not an exercise, but we want to take your guys with us. Oh, and by the way, every single trip that we had guys go on for, an, uh, for a site survey, for an ad bond, uh, for a deploy and the redeploy, the LRS and the MSG didn't spend a fucking dime. The ops guys paid for every single one of them and 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 it was like you said uh you know greg it was that name recognition and and we would get our folks who would get uh coined or get you know uh you know uh, uh you know uh, accomplishments and letters and whatnot from the maintenance and op guys that they can now throw in their uh in their log plants portfolio and when it came time for awards when it came time for bs b uh, btc when it came time for decorations when you put a senior airman from, from our shop against a senior airman from the other logar communities, I guarantee there wasn't too many of them, if not any other than us, who were showing these awards and these, uh, uh, and these achievements from a maintenance and ops you know, side of the house as well. So it does pay dividends. And like you talked about, Bracely, putting those, those airmen out there by themselves on the road and having them manage that. Oh, and by the way, working it out to where that airman reported directly to the 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 uh the opso or the projo for that that trip bro it, it it was insane it gave them so much confidence and then we do it for them then they start ranking up as ncos they do it for their airmen and then it's just that it's a it's that vicious cycle it's a good cycle it, so, it, it used, it, it, and it, and everything you're saying 
man, I, 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 I've experienced it. I've seen other people experience it. And all of a sudden, you know, we, we kind of stopped empowering uh, our airmen until they became staff sergeants. Yeah. Yeah. We, so, we kind of stopped doing that. So, so one of, one of the things that, <laughs> and, and all of the uh, former USAFE chiefs uh, will, will know this is true. I was sending uh, an experienced loggie out uh, on every TDY that the flying squadron went on. And, you know, some of them, sometimes it was two weeks, sometimes three, sometimes six. And, and if I had a new guy, um, they went out with them and, and you're right, Gonzo. Oh, gee, paid for it all. Wonderful. When, um, but, um, the, getting them out there was great, but I have turned senior airmen loose in, in Norway, in, you know, all over, uh, Yukon, um, as the sole log planner and it's their, their sole charge is handle it. It's yeah. you, Th- this is your mission, handle it. Um, but, but I think, I think it goes back to this other thing and, you know, I haven't done any research on it or anything like that, but it, but it's this new generation that's very uh, dependent on technology to communicate vice the face to face. It's amazing what happens because next thing, you know, after, after we're doing these, you know, I, one of the airmen in the squadron goes seed. What is seed? And why, why do the pilots always claim that they're so busy? So, Hey man, you know, you call down to the squadron. Hey, so got some folks that need need a brief on what seed is suppression of enemy air defenses, which was Spengdalm's primary mission. Um, and and is there a way we can spend a day in the life of a pilot? Yeah. Hmm. How how many how many how many people do you want to send down? And, um, and it's it's funny is, you just said it's funny what you just said because most people don't even don't even know what that means and they see that acronym every time they look at a, a, a WRM planning document. I, absolutely. I had, I had no so, I had no clue what it was. Never heard of it before. So it's, it's all over That's WRM. It. It's all over yeah. O plans. It's all yeah. over it's all over yeah. stuff that we touch, right? And that and and that's kind of how I started off the conversation is is have a little bit of intellectual curiosity and find mm-hmm. out what those things mean. Understand yeah. them because as a planner you're going to need to know what that stuff is. Yep. You know, so, um, and, 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 you know, that, that has morphed into sending the guys down to age because we had a situation one time where there was this big green box on wheels. Uh, okay. So what is it guys? Is it, is it, you know, air conditioning unit is a dash 60 is a hydraulic mule. Uh, I don't know. It's green. It's big. It's got wheels. All okay. right, cool. Go down to age. Hey, age dudes, can you like run us through a couple hours of, uh, you know, what the different pieces of age equipment are and what they're used for? You and, know, and most of the, most of the time you won't learn it until you start messing with WRM. So, so, you know, we've had guys marshal in aircraft. Mm, um, that's nice. You know, and, and none, none of it's like, oh, geez, that's, that's mind boggling. That's so cosmic. But what it what it does is it forces people to experience something from a different perspective, which then in turns helps their worldview. 
and it shows a little bit of the team teamwork and camaraderie goes back to those awards and decks yeah. keeps keeps yeah. them interested in their jobs to prevent burnout i know gonzo yeah. will never get burned out but you know mm-hmm. he, gets, <laughs> he gets a paycheck on the first and 15th he's happy and he has tricare yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah. But, correction but, but, the girls maybe can get my tricare that's what's important oh lord Dude, yeah. you better stop saying that before you, before you walk outside with some slash tires. <laughs> but but okay, so so I, I agree with every I agree with everything Greg is saying right now, and it, it, it's oh man, it's like how do how do we get back to that? So so that is that is a good question, and, and again, I think it's it's uh, I I think it is a very slow. Um, you know, we are turning the Exxon Valdez away from the reef. And we all know how that wound up, you know. Um, it's just a very slow, methodical thought change, a, a mindset change. Um, and I think there are great people out there. You know, Gonzo, you talked about Chanel. You know, I mentioned uh, uh, Michelle Looney earlier. Um, you two. There, there are all kinds of great people out there. Um, you know, and and by the way, the, the 2G Chiefs, for the most part, I like them all. Um, they are doing fabulous things as well. Um, but but it, it, is, it is changing the mindset within our people and within the shops. Right, right. Um, and, and then once – and there's going to be resistance. You know, the, the TMO dude, you know, if you got a civilian TMO dude that's the D-flight chief, um, he's going to be resistant to things. You know, the, the LRO community may be resistant to things, um, but but eventually, you know, we're going to have enough people beating on the same drum that they are going to be able to go and and justify why to all of all of those folks, and then it, it just starts snowballing from there. I think I think once we we get over the edge, I think the thing will take off like an avalanche. It, it will, and, and, and Bracey, this is something that I've thought about, and, and it's just due to my background that, that I think about a lot when, I, when I'm doing stuff or, or trying to come up with wacky-ass ideas for the career field, right, as the fan. But for me, the way I view this, and, and, and so when I, and I mentioned before in some of the podcasts, I have an agenda. I 100% have an agenda, and my agenda it, it revolves around I want nothing more than to make the most lethal log planner that we can. And I want nothing more than to give them all the tools that they need to do that. And at the end of the day, I want to make it to where we're going to get every single damn ounce of work, of innovation, of leadership out of every single log planner. That is my end goal, right? Because this is a business at the end of the day. Business. But how, but we, as a family cannot expect them to do that if we don't put them in the best position to succeed uh and and that starts as and and that and what i mean by that is that starts with the with something as simple as udm training and teaching them how to train right all the way up to ensuring that they have access to the the information and knowledge that they need and the data to fixing their IT systems to where I don't I don't care about <laughs> sending chalk files. I don't care about high to low transfers. I don't care about having access to this shit. That's irrelevant in 2020. 
I I don't I, I shouldn't have to transfer anything. Make it happen and let me worry about something else. If we and I and I believe and I truly believe this in my heart that if we start with giving log planners back their time, if we can give yeah. them back their time at the wing, that is the first step in my opinion in winning over the career field. And then and we talked about those those small wins, Bracely. We give them back their time. We give them UDM training. We give them, you know, this AFI training. We send them to this. We provide them with this. And then you build on supervisors at the wings, sending people on their TDYs with maintenance and ops. And then once you do that, I think we can finally get in a position to be successful. What I don't think, and this, I have no data to back this up. This is strictly opinion. What I don't think is that in 2020, we can sit back E1 to E8 and look at our chiefs and say, fix it. No, because it ain't the chief's job to fix it. No, you're, but you're, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. And but but you know you talk about giving back time. And riddle me this: Why hasn't the Air Force come out with standard art training? <laughs> yeah. why, why why is each wing and 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 look art training? You know I've seen it literally go from twenty minutes to four hours, and and the four hours. God, I could have I could have read the whole AFI front and back, upside down and forward, um, in four hours. But but you know that seems like such a simple fix. There is not that much local variance to how that is done. Oh, but, but, but the thing, but it's, it's, it's the same reason well, why it's it's the, it's the same reason why we got OCPs, and uh, when we get OCPs, the first thing the first thing people say is. But we gotta make sure it says Air Force. That same mentality drills down to each base and say, well, we gotta make sure it's it's the it's the Lakey Heaps way or it's the it's the this way, instead of saying, Hey, what is the Air Force way? What, so, the, what information does the, the does the does the execution planners need in order to make the make the so, most so, decision? So I disagree with you on that. Because if that were the case, we would not have all these stinking JKO and ADLS CBT modules out there where the Air Force has developed standardized training so that it is the same across the board. But you talk about giving people back time. How many times has a new IDO or a new superintendent come in and said, I don't like these training slides, fix them? And then they, what they do? They go, they go copy and paste uh, the training slides from their previous base and say we're gonna use these, and then gonna say, "Oh, I upgraded the training, playing the training at my base, or, and it, it, it affected this much, much, much." No, it didn't. You just made it worse. Yeah, right. <laughs> or you, or you give it to a, a airman, uh, you know, that that should be focused on focusing on learning their job, and say, "Build me slides." Mm -hmm. Well, okay. all right. So, so there may be some tangential value to that, but. <laughs> I they, mean, don't even know, they don't even know anything about PowerPoint. I, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but is that what we should be focused on at as planners? Or should we be focused on, you know, here here's WIMP, WIMP 1 through 5. You know, here are the O plans for a theater. Here is how we fit in those. Here is going to be our lines of communication, our scheme of maneuver. You, you well, know? Uh, those are where we make money. We don't Probably. make we don't make any money on things like art training. Hallelujah! It's it, it's a 
I, yeah, I, I would say you're right. When it comes to the art trading piece of, of us training others, not our understanding as log planners of, of, of Air Force readiness. When it comes to training others, yeah, we're not really making any money. However, um, when we look at the planning piece and the execution piece, it, it, it all ties together. But And, and that's ultimately uh, what we need. You know, we, we need individuals to know that the second I fuck up a UTC, a pilot unit UTC review, I'm I'm at the same time also impacting Air Force readiness. Okay, and they okay. need to know how to make those connections. I'll, I'll give you that one. And you're right. They need to know how to make those connections, which goes back to what I was talking about before. We got to be bigger picture than what we are. We yeah. have to we have to ex- expand our worldview. And by worldview, I mean not only the worldview, but 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 the view of the Big L logistics, readiness, Air Force operations, um, all that kind of stuff. So let, let me ask you guys a question: What courses do we have to create a planner in the? Can United you guys States hear me? Force? Yeah, we got you, Gonza. Yeah. Okay, sorry, uh, my my headset just fell out right now, so I was hoping <laughs> I didn't hang up. Um, Mr. So Garcia, what, can you still hear us? Yeah, yeah, we're good. So so let me Is ask you: Is he talking, Bracely, or no? Yeah, he's talking. He's good. Okay, okay, I can't hear him. So so you go ahead and uh uh. Uh, I don't know if you, if he can hear me or not, but just know where we're at. We can hear uh, you guys, though. We can hear okay. you. Okay. I can yeah, hear just... him. So we're at about an hour and 15 minutes now. So you guys keep uh, keep going and just uh, let me know when you're ready to uh, uh, to close it out. All right. So since Gonzo can't hear me, what courses do we have to create a planner? Let, mm-hmm. let, let, let's put the, the let's kind of let's kind of bend the readiness stuff. Um, and just talk about big picture planner. What courses do we have? We got equipment. You got jokes. Um, let's see here. Does jokes really teach you how to be a planner or does it teach Not you either. how to operate the system? Um, the, the jokes class I went to, the first week of the class taught you how to be a planner. Okay. Okay. So you went through the whole JSERM and all that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I went through. Um, Logback Logback teaches you how to be a planner because a lot of the things that you said um, in regards to breaking, being able to break down a 1.5 they teach you that in Logback so you can understand why your source documents look the way they look as far as planning wise um, Quipit uh, teaches you how to be a planner um, I guess Logmine but Logmine is an execution tool it, it could be used as a planning tool if we use it right um Decapes, kind of, sort of. Right. You know, maybe you could get lucky and go to the air operations planning course, which is kind of yeah. a, 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 you know, companion of, of Quipic. Yeah. Um, but, 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 now, but, but now they put rank restrictions on that. Yeah, tr- true. Now, what is what is the capacity to get people to these courses? It, 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 it's, it's, it's finite, right? It's very mm-hmm. difficult. So, so how do we then come up with, is there something that we can structure some sort of JKO ADLS platform um, that teaches people actually how to, to plan? And project management springs to mind, but project management is not necessarily planning in the military sense. There, are some, there is some value to it. Um, but it, but it is not the the military planning methodology, in right. in my in in my opinion. Um, 
So, so, you know, how do we get these guys exposed to the, to the idea of being, I am more than a deployments guy. Yeah. I am more than a readiness guy. Yes. I, I yes. am a planner. Yes. How, how, do, how do we get them there? And, and so to, to me, that's an interesting question because um, I, don't, I don't have a good answer for it. Um, and I don't think anybody else really does either. But, you know, so we've started sending maintenance officers to the uh, to, to be, uh, what is it, uh, warfare center, air warfare center, patchwares. You know, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a graduate. I've got that PhD in, in tactical applications of air power. Um, is there something that we could do uh, to develop that for, for planners? And not just the 2Gs, but LROs as well. And, and, and not even them, but each functional community has planners. There's almost every squadron in the world has some office symbol with an X behind it, right? Um, is, is there something that we can teach the Air Force community? Because us beating the drum on plans stuff, you know right and doggone well, most people cannot spell tip bid correctly in the United States Air Force. Some people spell DKs with a D-E. Yeah, right? So, so you know, it, we are a good foundation for that. That is one of our core, it should be, one of our core strengths is understanding planning. But if we're the only ones carrying that bucket of knowledge, we mm-hmm. will not do the service any good. So how do we, how do we create that and, and launch that out to all of those other planners that need to help us? Because ultimately, look, it ain't about our career field. Nope. It, ain't, it ain't about the Air Force. What is nope. it about? It's about the projection of military power around the world. That's mm-hmm. what that's what it's about, and I think that's what we lose sight of. That's a good point. That's a really but, good point. So, well, I don't know how good it is. I'm, you know, into my. <laughs> second, I'm, 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 I'm deep in my second glass of wine here. So, <laughs> but 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 that's. I mean, I mean that, that's a, that's a, a very legit point because um, even on like on a smaller scale, I always tell people like this. It's like. If, if I if, if I had if I was king for a day, um, and I and my my office shop was aligned the way it should be aligned, I wouldn't put a pipeliner coming straight out of tech school in deployments. I would put them in plans that I would I'll make them work BSP. I'll make them work uh, if, if the base was assigned to O plans, make them work O plan management, BTC management. I would I would have them. Um, Manage log mod from a from a planning perspective, and, and as and as much as I hate it, support agreements. Yeah, and support agreements too, because um, I didn't understand the importance of a support agreement until I was in Korea, and I started looking at uh, the agreements that we had in Korea, and there was a, there was a statement, um, and uh, um, the the doc the, the damn form slipping my mind but there was a statement at the beginning of the form during um, right after the, the second page of signatories that said will this support agreement be um in operation operable or valid during the time of war and i said okay why are we asking the question and then when i started digging down into the purpose of the agreement and i started looking at who the partners were i was like oh okay now I Make, know why the 25th trans is sitting at Osan right now. Makes sense, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's connecting those dots, getting that big picture view of what's going on. 
I mean, so so SecAF has said it, and uh, you know our our soon to be uh, chief has has said it. You know, logistics in a contested environment is going to be a priority going forward. You look at our our two theaters that we focus on. That is that is absolutely a true statement. And and while while at the tactical level of of moving beans, bullets, and and boots from here to there, um, loggies probably don't have a hand in that. They absolutely have have a hand in that from the planning perspective. From a discussion. Yeah, you know the the O plans, basing, mm-hmm. uh, RSO and I joint RSO and I. Um, you know, this new concept that we're trying out, uh, agile combat employment, ACE stuff, right? right. That, is, that is rapid dispersal, you know, all the, the WRM laydown. All of that is absolutely in the Loggies wheelhouse. Now, you're right. We may not be loading that pallet on an airplane under fire, but setting the foundation for that to work is, is our stuff. And, and that's, you know, I, I go back to, you know, history. It, if we're going to operate in a contested environment, we need to understand the environment. What, what's the history say? What do current events say about that environment? Who is dependent on whom? You know, it's very interesting. There's, there's a, a NATO ally uh, that was a former, you know, Soviet bloc nation, uh, flies MiG-29s. Um, they're, they are a, a, a good ally to us. Un, unfortunately, where do those engines for that MiG-29 get repaired? Russia. So, so to take them out of the fight just requires Russia saying, yeah, we're not sending you any more uh, MiG-29 engines. So understanding that kind of thing and while yes they want to help us they are hamstrung they cannot provide any you know capability um in 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 a in an air sense air operation sense um you know that factors into your planning but that's definitely not something that an airman's thinking about right now and and you know i'd be willing to say it's not something that that staffs and techs are thinking about so I think I think we also need to start, you know, turning the needle a little bit to to focus on some of those kind of things uh, that that absolutely become considerations when you're developing plans. Yeah, um, that makes so, total total sense. Yeah. So hey, man, I will do this all night. Um, I, I've got, what guys are with? Yeah, I'm st- I'm still here, but I I can't hear Mr. Garcia, man. But it's all it's all right. Yeah, I mean, I got half a bottle of wine left, so I mean, oh. I'm good. I'm good for a couple more hours. I got some homework to do because Gonzo, uh, <laughs> Gonzo, uh, um, uh, sucker me or tricked me into uh, starting my master's program while I was out here. Well, that's a good. No, thing. no, that's not true. That's that's the next evolution of Bracely's uh, career. He's going to be a uh, have his grad have his grad degree. How long are you doing that, Bracey? Is it a two year program? How long it take me to finish ten classes? Yeah. 
Well, don't use the. So uh, what's your goal? I mean, are, are you uh, are you knocking out two a semester, and are you going to be no. going all three semesters? Uh, yeah. So basically, uh, the way my stuff is kind of lined up now, um, I should be able to take three classes of fiscal year. Okay. Uh, yeah, man, don't forget that freaking applying for those uh, the 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 federal grants, man. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to knock out as many classes um, uh, either for my undergrad. I, I, so master's master's degrees, you typically don't get federal federal dollars. So uh, oh, really? I'm applying for left hand uh, left hand scholarship and a, a couple other scholarships to help me sustain the out of pocket expenses that I have for my master's program. Oh, nice. Nice. Good stuff, man. Well, good luck with that. Uh, I've, uh, I've told myself that I'm going to be starting in uh, fall January, basically of 2021. By then I'll, I'll, I'll have picked out my, uh, whatever grad program I want to go into and I'll definitely be starting myself too, man. I'll probably, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be studying in my new Tiguan. So, but other than, yeah, oh, uh, better, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go sleep out there tonight, man. Because, uh, well, frankly, the the people in this house uh, they annoy me. But um, people, but yeah, man, hey, the people, yeah. Well, it's only one girl. It's only one girl. It's it's, it's my girlfriend and our two dogs. Oh, speaking of the two uh, dogs, the pup, the puppy's doing very well. Just for people who who care, uh, puppy's doing very well. Uh, he's put, I think he's put on about a pound and a half in two weeks. Uh, he's eating a lot, shits a lot, takes grown man shits. I don't know why it's too much, um, but him and the other dog are getting along for the most part pretty well. The only issue we're having wow. with him, he bites so much, dude. He bites so much. I don't, I don't like it. But, um, but yeah, man. Hey, so we've been going for an hour and a half. Uh, are, are we ready to wrap this up? And, and if the answer is yes, uh, Bracey, I can't hear Mr. Garcia. So, or, I'm sorry, Greg. Um, if we're ready to wrap up, man, your your final thoughts, and then Bracey, man, take us out. All right. So, uh, final thoughts to me. Uh, final thoughts are two uh, G's. Hey, you guys are where it happens. You know, for, forget all that non-er nonsense that uh, <laughs> throws out there. You know, for, forget what the uh, zipper suited sun gods have to say. Um, you guys, you guys are the ones that, that are making it happen. I am. I am proud to to be a former one. I am proud to be associated with the career field. Um, and, and just keep grinding, get smarter, figure out, uh, figure out what's, uh, what's going on, uh, around the world, uh, and, and how we as, uh, the U S military, uh, fit into it and, uh, crush it. Like I, I know you guys all can. That's, that's some good words to part on. Um, this is probably I ain't gonna say it because we probably we say this every time we have an episode. It's probably been the best best episode, but literally, um, I don't know if it's because um, I, I feel like so I have never met Greg in my entire life, but because of his his post on the Law Plans page, so and so, I, I feel like I'm I feel like I know this guy, and then this conversation tonight has cemented uh, uh, the fact that if I ever saw Greg anywhere, the first drink. Maybe the last seven drinks will probably be on me. Oh, careful! That's a that's a big <laughs> hole you're getting into. <laughs> so, so um, as, as we check out, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, thanks for checking in. 
uh, tuning in with, with, uh, with, with the podcast. Uh, me and Gonzo couldn't keep this thing sustained and, uh, unless it, uh, if it were for you guys. Um, if you want to get on, again, get on. Uh, hit us up. You can hit me uh, on Facebook or you can hit me personally. Do not email me on my government because I will not respond. This is not official. Uh, email address G-I-D-J-S-M-I-L at gmail.com. So that's G-I-D-J's meal uh, at gmail.com. And uh, we, we can discuss, you know, getting you on the show or you can just hit Gonzo up. Uh, but if you do, you got to be able to speak German now because he's learning German because he has a German vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, with that, with that, with that being said, man, I'm I got to get ready to take this quiz uh, before I go to bed tonight. So, I'm 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 signing off. All right, we're out, guys. Stay safe and love each other. Out. Peace out. Peace out.